health scores are broken. For the past decade, we have been taught to build health scores with all sorts of different weights, number of tickets sent, NPS score, logins, vanity metrics, things that don't lead to actual material business outcomes. When people buy a product, they have key business requirements on outcomes they want to receive. The true health indicators are if they are receiving those outcomes or not, because that is what you got. That is what you bought. That is what matters in outcomes. What is your take on health scores? Are you using them? How do you think about doing it right? Generally speaking, when people have a broad book, when I think about health scores, it should help you protect your flanks. You should have the discipline to kind of understand if people are pacing the value, you should be looking at your renewals. You should have a tool or a methodology. Be way ahead of it before you have lost runway to fix if anything's wrong. But then also you want something to help illuminate any white space. Like, is someone using 200% of what they contracted for other signals that allow you to start setting up an idea of an expansion. Health scores to me are supplemental. They're not the end all be all. They can be useful. I think the way they're the most useful is in, in flagging outliers, right? When I'm running through my operating cadence, if someone has marked something is likely to renew and the health score is super low, that's a really good dialogue for me to have with that person to understand and hear what they have to say. And to your point, it might be well, yeah, they submit a lot of support tickets, but that's actually a good thing. Like that means they're really engaged. It means they care a lot. And so that's why I actually am not concerned about the account score. To me, it's supplemental. There's nothing I hate more than a false positive because there's so much danger in a false positive. This is why the life cycle of the customer journey is super critical because one, it evolves. So do not think that customers are on this like single path of health. They're on their first year health. They're on their maturing customer stage. They're on their scaled customer health level. I feel like health scores are at this point where they need to evolve to what the next generation of that signal is to have more accuracy. Because if at the end of the day, it's supposed to signal you something, it should signal the right thing. And what I mean by that is I'll never forget. I was talking, this was like four or five years ago. This is super early days catalyst. One of our earliest customer, I was running the QBR. And she said, Kevin, just because I'm logging in your product doesn't mean I'm getting any value at all. And that line just threw me on my ass. And it's funny, that person actually works at Cattles today. We liked her that much. CS leaders spent so much time configuring 36 different inputs in their health scores from NPS, support responses, usage. It would make any CSM's head explode. How do you specifically distinguish real meaningful things to measure, like key positive business outcomes or real leading indicators versus random metrics like logins and daily usage? At DocuSign, for example, we went and found out the real predictor success wasn't necessarily like how many envelopes you were sending. It was actually the percent of those envelopes that were actually successfully opened and executed, i.e. it was oh. the outcome of the usage, right? So yeah. that became the thing that we tracked because we actually found true correlation to value for the customer. So the same thing at our company is someone could have their RDA reach out and converse with 100,000 people, but if it's not actually driving the outcome the customer cares about, then it's a vanity metric. And so we look at a couple of things that we have learned about usage. I'm using it as a generic term, know enough about what part of that usage actually means that they're getting value versus it should be a risk. And necessarily, it's going to be somewhat different. I have another customer who sends more volume than anything. They have what we would consider really bad results, and they do not care. 
because the way they use it is actually almost like data cleansing and it teaches them what their upfunnel lists are. So yeah. they're like, they're happy, like they don't care. So I'm not, even though I see these follow-on metrics look really unhealthy, we actually know what they value and is performing what they want us to perform for them. So you need to know it. You can't yeah. just make usage and then not understand what that means. You think that average weekly logins is the most important thing and you're looking across the board and it's all green dots. But did you really correlate login behavior to historical retention and growth? Or did that just feel like a metric that you should manage? Is there real defensibility around why that metric is something you should not only pay attention to, but orient your team's engagement around? If I believe that that matters, what am I going to then go to? I'm going to go operationalize my team to go manage it to a level that I think gives us confidence in the byproduct of that metric being where it needs to be. So what I'm going to do, there's massive opportunity costs there because if that's the wrong metric, what did they not spend time doing? Let me take Clary for example. Login versus forecast submission. They're both binary things you do. You log in, you submit your forecast. To me, one correlates to an outcome. The other one just says that they pulled the car out of the garage. What's the value they're getting out of the software? Do they understand the value of the solution? Procore is a premium solution. And so if they're not using it to optimize their business processes, the sticker shock is going to be big for them. And so making sure they're using it to the full extent of its value, tying the business objectives of that business to the software itself. Looking at health scores as a single number without context can oftentimes lead to false precision. What are some of the pitfalls that you've experienced on over-relying on health scores? Someone might be green and then an entire executive team and all your sponsorships have been fired and the CFO comes in and you're out of there the next month. Your health score is not going to tell you that. It's an art and a science, right? And so just because something's green does not mean it's churn. Just because it's red doesn't mean it will turn. You need as a CSM, when you have a big book of business, you need signals. So we ask our team to look at a bunch of different things. Obviously, the most predictive is usage. Are you even using it. If there's a precipitous drop or a change in usage, bells should go off. There's apathy that can come from a false positive. And my boss, Adam Aarons, he has one of my favorite new sayings, which is surprises are for birthdays. I hate when you potentially are, are sitting on a platform of confidence only to get sucker punched because you had no idea you were tracking or measuring yourself against the wrong metric. It's a helpful flag. It's not the end all be all. The end all be all right now, at least, is still actually having those conversations with the customer. It'd be so easy if we could just do it based off of a health score. We wouldn't need anyone in customer success if it was that easy. One of the hardest things in customer success is to forecast accurately with precision. The industry has been using health scores in such a wrong way, it's almost impossible to use. I love the way you're operating your team with operational rigor, with weekly deal inspection meetings and frameworks like Medic and really digging into the details. Can you shed some light into how you coach your team and leverage health scores as part of that framework? It's all about the technology. It's really about the consistency with the managers. Are you actually working in these accounts? Are your last meeting up to date, last forecast update? What's your health score? Any qualitative notes you have? And the second components around the renewal forecast category and why is it forecasted that way? There's a few different components we look at, including relationships. Are we multi-threaded in the account? We have a champion. Are they attending our meetings? What's their usage and health scores? So are they leveraging and using the software? Most CS leaders, I feel like, don't even go as far as that. They'll set it and forget it. They'll build a health score and they spend like six months engineering and architecting 37 different ways. 
NPS tickets, Slack responses. It's like crazy. I look at it and my head explodes. What advice do you have for other operators listening right now that are having a bit of a block with trying to build out or iterating on their current version of health? You're a tiny company. You don't need a health metric. You're probably talking to every single customer. The CEO is probably involved. You know, for example, mm. even our company, we're, we can be scrappy. Like we, It's really great for us to have these as key indicators for us to deep dive and make sure we're not missing things. But we don't need like this huge, robust 25 different metrics. Like that's like analysis, paralysis, et cetera. But I think if you're a huge global network, you want a bunch of different synthesized signals that allow you to understand the heat map across your business. So I do think there's probably a maturity curve of like how scrappy you're going to get and how analytical you're going to get, depending on what you need and where you are. There is always going to be judgment and other factors that you have to take into account. But I think with all the plates the CSMs have in the air, they need a methodology to capture any signals, even though it's not the end-all be-all. You might measure an SMB customer against different metrics than you do an enterprise customer. They're categorically different. We have customers like HPE, and we have small mom-and-pop shops that are first to market with self-funded software solutions. They both need to be SOC 2 Type 2 compliant. But the way I'm going to measure the health of our ability to deliver against their expectations are categorically different. There's different bars that you measure different customers at, at different stages of their process. You've got to contextualize health such that it equates to the outcome and it's relevant to the cohort. Connor, thank you so much. Ella, this was a ton of fun. Sasha, thank you so much. Thank you. Love it, guys. Thanks for a good guy.